Welcome to Holistic Hearts, a place to dive deeper into living holistically, a place where my mom shares thoughts on living fully, creating intentionally, and empowering others to come along with her in this journey. What's up, my Holistic Hearts listeners, my faithful listeners throughout the summer? You guys, I wanted to be sure that I shared with you, my audience, my Holistic Hearts audience, the conversation that I had about a week ago with my roundtable friends over at Moms in the Middle. Um, If you have not heard, we have formed a little roundtable group of fantastic women. There's a group of six of us and we come around each Monday night. We're trying to do it every Monday night at 7 p.m. on various Facebook groups, um, depending on who's hosting for the night. And this one was all about self-care. I thought that it would be an appropriate conversation as we are talking about pursuing wellness and entering into this new series. And um, you guys, It's so full of wisdom of just these different ladies and their perspectives. And I just wanted to make sure that I shared it with you guys. So here's that in just a minute. I do want to make sure that I mention in about a couple months in the fall, actually in September, oh my gosh, it's coming right around the corner. We are at Holistic Hearts and my company, Kristen Fields Chadwick, we will be hosting a boundaries course. My mom is a licensed marriage and family therapist. She is a boundaries queen. She loves leading groups. She leads groups in her home state of Georgia, and she will be joining us for an eight week course on boundaries. This is for you. If you have a hard time saying no This is for you if you have all of the juggling going on and you can't seem to figure out who you are or whose is someone else's, um, all of those deep, dark questions, this is for you. One of the number one things that I see in my clients is boundaries, is, is a lack of boundaries and a lack of understanding of boundaries. So I am so stoked to have my own mom being the therapist and the teacher of this course, and I will be hosting our group. And I am so stoked. There'll be limited availability just because we would like to keep it intimate and um, boundaries can be um, a a really intense conversation. So there's going to be a private Facebook group for you. Um, There's going to be live Zoom coaching therapy sessions. I'm not quite sure what to call it yet. Um, and then there will be a Facebook live from my mom each week, uh, walking through the chapters in the book boundaries. So we will be using the boundaries book by Dr. Henry cloud and Dr. Townsend and the workbook. So if you are interested, send me a DM. I will be posting things soon. As soon as we nail down some dates and we will, um, be so excited to have an intimate group of people walking through the boundaries. So be on the lookout for that. All right. In the meantime, let's continue our conversation about pursuing wellness. And I think the most appropriate conversation to start with is self-care. Here we go. We are live there. Okay. 
Hey everybody, it is another episode of Moms in the Middle Roundtable Talk. And tonight you see four of us here right now. (laughs) We have Michelle Porterfield. Welcome. Glad to be back. (laughs) Yes. And Katie Hendrick is with us tonight. Hey friends. (laughs) And we are, we are missing our other two friends. Um, one is having an amazing time in Hawaii and with her husband, Katie May, and we are also missing Miss Ashley Carroll and hopefully she'll be joining in here soon. Oh no, three friends. Here we go. (laughs) And, um, yes. Oh my gosh. I'm totally drawing a blank at the moment. Our Uh, girl, Ryan. Thank you, Ryan. (laughs) Y'all it's been a day. It's been a day. (laughs) Um, Yes. So I wanted to talk about tonight, um, our conversation, just walking around the concept of self-care in the summertime, which I feel like is the most appropriate conversation, um, in my world right now, because I feel like I am constantly taking care of various needs in my household at the moment, as I'm sure a lot of moms do right now. Um, and just really wanting to talk about the various aspects of what is self-care. Um, what do we do to really love ourselves well in this season? And so I am looking forward to hearing from you guys, because this is something that I'm really passionate about. Um, so first I would love to hear what you guys think about self-care and the definition of self-care. I'm going to let Michelle go first on this one because (laughs) I, this term is so thrown around and sometimes I feel like abused, used and abused. So I would love to hear Michelle go first on this. (laughs) Awesome. Well, I will say I agree with you. So yeah, there we are. I think the word self-care is, um, well, it's just kind of become a buzzword. And so I think when that happens in our uh, society, then it's sort of pushed off as like, eh, not a big deal. That's just a buzzword for temporary. You know, that's not really a big deal. And do you really need to focus on that? And who cares about bubble baths and pedicures, right? Because I think that's where our minds tend to go is this like, that bubble baths and pedicures and, you know, things like that. But for me, self-care is really, I flip it. Like, how can I care for myself right now? Mm -hmm. And that goes back to just constantly being in my body, being aware of what's going on in my body, in my thoughts and my emotions so that I can answer that question. That's so good. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I totally, I totally agree. I love that perspective on it because I think that as this term is getting thrown around, I almost like associate sometimes selfishness with it because your mind does tend to go to the bubble baths, like me, 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 I'm so tired. I'm pouring out all the time, which as moms, we are like, let's be honest, but it's also part of our calling. Like we we signed up for this, right? God has entrusted us and gifted us with our family members, knowing that with his help and in his strength, that we are capable of serving them well, of loving them well. It's our first mission field. And so I get like a little bit annoyed <laughs> when I hear 
people like going the bubble bath route. And I think like Michelle said, it's so much bigger than that. I think we need to really consider like not just our physical being, but our spiritual first and foremost, our, our mental, our emotional. I think we need to look at all the pieces of it. And you hear this term, um, you can't pour from an empty bucket. And I've, I've seen a a take on either side of the fence on this. I've seen the camp that's like, you know, you can't pour from an empty bucket. You got to get your bucket filled. And then I just saw this thing on social media the other day that it's like, you're going to be pouring from an empty bucket all the time. That it's God that refills your bucket. Like, and it's, it's like always happening and he's always replenishing because we're working in his, in his strength and with his help. So like, I kind of see both sides of the spectrum on that. I prefer when this term comes up to really address the concept of bucket fillers versus energy drainers. And so as, as you look at your life as a whole, like say you even made a, a physical list of this, what are the things right now that would, that would fill my bucket, make me feel alive. The things I'm passionate about, the things I love to do. I love to experience, um, people that I want to spend time with, like who's in your five tribe, the five people that, that you spend the most time with people that are going to speak into your life and are going to lift you up. So all these things on one side of the spectrum, right? Things you love to do the fun factor. What's the fun factor in your life? I find that a lot of women that I work with when they're rating their life satisfaction, they rate the amount of fun and like hobbies and recreation in their life or what some people call quote unquote self-care as their lowest thing. And I'm like, why? Like, what can we do to resurrect the fun factor in your life? And then the other piece of this, I think is making a list of the energy drainers. Like what's sucking the life out of you? What people, what things, what commitments, what are you doing that's sucking your time and your energy, right? Is it people you're hanging out with? Is it commitments, too many commitments that you said yes to? Is it too many things on your plate because you're allowing your kid to be involved in absolutely everything and that's become your top priority? Well, then we've got a priority problem, right? That's not a self-care problem. That's a girl, you need to take a look at your priorities and get those in line. So I think that there's a lot of pieces to the puzzle that we really need to look at when we, when we throw that word self-care out there as a whole. Yeah, that's good. And man, I always learned so much from you guys and just like different language to what I, I mean, what I've taught myself and my clients or what I've learned from my own journey. And even just talking to clients, it really comes down to boundaries of, I mean, what both of you are talking about is boundaries with yourself. Like, are you aware of yourself? Like boundaries is this is me. This is you. This is the separation of me and you. And, um, I just, I love how Michelle, you really hit on, um, just that awareness of, of deep knowing what you need in it, or, um, like I can be real tonight. I, (laughs) I got home. So I had to take another kid to the ER today and yes, he has a broken thumb thing right here. Um, And I got home and like the house is a disaster. It was like, you know, all of the things, all the circumstances of, I still have to make dinner, all those things. And we have a dog and nobody takes care of the dog. Like they said they would, you know? And so I could feel like, oh no, here it comes. And I just was like, I need help. (laughs) And everybody was like, 
okay, what's going on with mom? <laughs> You're not alone but, in that girl. But, right. <laughs> I think all of our families have been in that. <laughs> so I think though, just that, like the awareness of, instead of pointing the finger of blaming everybody else for whatever, it really is inside of me that I'm feeling tapped out. I like, I need that going to, to, and I, my bucket was filled this morning, totally by Holy spirit. And throughout the day, it was just like those last little, little bits and pieces of like, okay, I really am. (laughs) I'm, I'm tapping out Lord. Like I really, I really need you right, right now in this moment. And so like what you were saying, Katie, was that like that, um, allowing the Lord to refill us because we are, um, continually pouring out to those around us. And, and that's what we are called to do. And I love that even that first commandment of love God or love yourself and love others as you love yourself. Like we have to love ourselves well in order to love other people. But I think what's key is that we have to receive and that's the starting point. And one thing that the Lord really has been teaching me lately in song of Psalms, uh, or Solomon, y'all, my brain is like fried right now. Song of songs. <laughs> um, the first verse, it says, let him cover me with kisses. Um, and the let him has been blowing my mind of like, just let him just let him love you. Let him provide for you. Let him be the steadiness. Let him be your self-care. Let him be all of these things. Um, and I think that it, it eventually goes back to receiving from him. Like even Jesus and his self-care was going off alone and being with the father. And we all need that going off alone and being with the father. Um, yeah. So I totally see both sides of those and like, how do we bring all that together in a healthy way instead of stuffing it down and getting resentful and bitter? Because I think there's a lot of moms and including myself, even today, I found myself getting bitter of how do we walk that out? once we've gotten to that place of we're done. (laughs) I think part of it is slowing, actually slowing down, getting quiet and releasing some of the control, which I don't know about y'all, but I really struggle with all of those things, (laughs) like a hundred miles an hour. And I want all the control all the time. And yeah, I think you hit the nail on the head, just slowing down and spending that time in in, in a quiet place, right? Like Jesus often went to the mountains alone to pray and spend time with his father. And at least for me personally, I don't do that enough. I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to be the first one to, to throw that out there and, and say that like, it's a desire of my heart and it's simply me not prioritizing and making the time to slow down and sit in that space with him Mm -hmm. to get my bucket filled. Do you girls relate to that at all? Totally relate. Mm Mm-hmm especially as moms, there's so much on our plate, you know, and speaking of that, I think another thing is we've got to learn how to say no sometimes. 
Yes. Like I'm becoming a pro at saying no for real. And I've had women, (laughs) yes, girl. I've had women say to me, you're really good at saying no, I should learn how to do that. And I'm like, yes, girl, you should learn how to do that. (laughs) If you're saying yes to things that are leaving you totally stressed out and unable to serve at home, your first mission field, then girl, you need to start like reevaluating and and learning how to say no to some things. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I want to touch on you know, I love to turn it back to questions because I feel like the more we can ask ourselves questions, the more we can explore. And when you brought up how Jesus, he chose to, to get alone. Well, he knew he needed that. Mm-hmm. How did he know? Because he was very aware and he, he knew that's his portion that he needed. So one of the things I asked my clients back in that whole like self-discovery piece is how much alone time do you need each day? Mm. And I mean, a lot of times, when's the last time we've really asked ourselves that? Because we just get in this spiral of, you know, doing the thing, serving the kids, going to activities to, you know, it is summer. So it's different. Even for me, who part of the week, I actually leave and go to a job. The other part, I'm here um, coaching. My kids are here almost always. They're old enough. They don't go to camp. So I have to make sure that I'm carving out time because I know that there's just a certain portion of that that I need. Mm -hmm. So that's super, super important. And I also think that when it comes to allowing God to fill us up, so to speak, which it cracks me up that you say bucket, because I mean, that's such a, such a Texas thing to say. <laughs> my bucket, how big is my bucket? And I know there's several people from Texas. I'm Southern, but I've always still heard cup. So I was thinking, I, I like the bucket because that's the way <laughs> we got more to give when we have a bucket. But it's also realizing that he also gives you the wisdom and, and the ability to say no and to set boundaries. And I would just want to tell you a quick example, and then we can break down some of this other stuff if you like, but how about at church? How about when we overserve at church because we think that we're supposed to, well, I just had an experience that I'm going to share. I had the, um, one of the pastors, uh, catch me about a month ago, we were walking out and he was like, Hey, you know, we really need some new greeters. Your family's all old enough to help. We can put y'all, you know, together at different doors. Y'all would be really great at that. And, um, it would only be once a month. And I was like, okay. He said, I just feel like it might be good for y'all. And that's an area you could serve. And I said, okay, well, I'll think about it. And I did, I thought about it. I prayed about it. And I realized it's just not for me. I didn't feel any excitement in energy to stand there and greet, (laughs) you know, wave people in. I was like, you know, and I could just see this, just the dynamics of getting the kids up early and all that. And I, so I just knew it was a no. So I made sure last week when I saw him, I said, Hey, just want to come back to you and give you an answer. My answer is no. And he's like, Oh, okay. I said, not that there won't be something that I can find, but that's not going to be for us. He's like, okay, great. And I can guarantee you probably a lot of people would either have avoided him and not ever like tried to see him again. So they didn't have to tell him no, mm-hmm. or they would have done it in a few months in been totally burnt out and miserable. Yeah. And then bitter and resentful. It's so wild. You share that story, Michelle, because that exact same thing I just walked through a couple months ago. <laughs> wow. Exactly. And I said, no to you. Same thing. They asked us to be greeters, which is 
awesome. You know, I love that, but same thing. Like I didn't feel peace about it. I didn't feel excited about it. And I was knowing it was going to actually put a strain on my family. And the other part of it for me is that I am keenly aware that, that my personal mission field is not inside those church walls. And for some people it is, and that's awesome. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. Some people it's not, you know, I really think it starts at home with our family. Some it is inside the church wall. Some it is the local community. Some it's overseas. For me personally, it's the women that I serve through the podcast and coaching. That's where I've been called for my husband. It's the marketplace. It's, it's the business field. Those are the men that he has been called to serve. And so I think just being keenly aware and identifying some of these key pieces, like where and how am I called to serve Mm -hmm. and circling back to the bucket knowing what actually does fill my bucket, right? Kind of like what Kristen was saying, is it spending quiet time with the Lord? Is it taking walks in nature? Like what actually is it that fills your bucket? Is it spending time alone? And Michelle, you asked a great question. How much time a day do you need? Being aware of all these things. I think a lot of us are so frustrated that we're not living the life that we want to live and we've never identified the life that we want to live. Amen. <laughs> right? Amen. Yes. yes. Yeah. When you're aiming at nothing, girl, you're going to hit it. You mm-hmm. got to know where you're going, where you want to be going. Yes, absolutely. That is so, yeah, you hit the nail on the head with that. Just, you know, you have to know where you're going so that you know what to say yes to and what to say no to what feeds your, what, what are the desires in your heart that he's given you? And to walk in those ways of fulfillment of your calling, like you said, whether it's in your home, whether it's out in the workplace, whether you're podcasting, social media, whatever, um, that's absolutely true. I want to shift a little bit because, um, kind of how we came up with this topic this morning was, um, in my group, uh, in mind, body, spirit, holistic faith for moms, I talked about how we are starting a whole challenge for our, from today until August 27th. It's about seven weeks left of summer. And, um, for me, it really was a personal, like, I just need other people to come alongside and not be alone in really trying to love on my body. Well, because it can get put on the back burner because I, I do love time with the Lord and I do love being with my kids. I do love being with my clients. I do love doing what I would do. So the back burner becomes my movement, my getting up outside and walking my dog or dancing or all of those things, those fun factors, like what you were talking about kind of gets pushed to the back burner. And so I invited my group to join me in a 30 day or a 30 minutes a day movement challenge. And, um, I just, yeah, I would love to hear your thoughts. Um, are you on board with that challenge? Are you going to try something every day for 30 minutes? What could that look like for you? The things that you enjoy, because to me, um, it is self care, um, Although now I'm not going to use that word anymore. Now that I am aware that it's not taken the way that I think it would be taken. So, um, I don't think that's the case for everyone. <laughs> I, I do see it. You, what I call used and abused sometimes. Yes. Yes. <laughs> but now I'm aware of that. So, <laughs> 
but so, it's yeah. a buzzword. Like it's a good thing to address because everyone's talking about it, you know? Yeah. yeah. But I do think that it involves, I mean, so much of that group is why I started the group was I'm very passionate about mind, body, and spirit, and it's all connected. So if there's a reason why I'm neglecting myself, like that's something that I need to have a conversation with the Lord about. And it just keeps coming back to that personal awareness of what's going on that I can't, I don't feel like I can move for 30 minutes for the day. Um, so yes, go. (laughs) What's your thoughts on all that? I think first of all, Kristen, that you're not alone. (laughs) It's so funny. You girls are sharing is like, I feel like you're in my head and in my heart and in my life. Cause I'm like, I totally relate. Yeah. Movement is like the thing that gets moved to the bottom of the list for me. But here's one of the cool things is that for me, um, I love to do nature walks and we live out on a gravel road in the middle of nowhere. So I can literally go out and walk my gravel road and be out in nature. And it's just awesome. And I love it. So it doubles. Like when I prioritize it and do it, I'm, I feel like double, like I'm doubly filling my bucket. Yes. (laughs) Yes. Because for me, it's a, it's a fun factor. I love being out there in nature and then boom, you got the movement part of it. So I think if you can find something like that, that overlaps like dancing, you mentioned, I love dancing too. Um, I think that's totally awesome because you can kind of get like a two for one in that, but yeah, I think it's really important. And I think as moms that we would find that a lot of moms, it is something that they feel that is important yet always gets bumped to the bottom of the list. I definitely don't think that you or I are alone in that, but we know it's important to prioritize it. And like I said, if we can use it as self-care bucket filling and movement, like that's where it's at. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I, there's one thing I just, I was reading, um, because it's such a, a big passion of mine because I have walked the road of, um, autoimmune stuff. So there's a lot of like, I have to listen to my body for rest and then, there's also the, I just want to push myself. Cause I know I'll feel better endorphins wise if I do move my body. And so, um, the way that this lady that explained it, um, I'm totally drawing a blank on her name, but she was talking about how, how do you know when you need a rest day? And she was like, you'll know, you need a rest day when by the end of your rest day, you feel calm, energized, filled if you are choosing to be, have a rest day because you just don't feel like it. And you're going to sit on the couch all day and watch Netflix, Netflix, your body actually is signaling back to you. Like you feel like crap at the end of the day, if that's what you chose to do. And that's not what your body needed. And I just thought that was like a huge aha. Like, of course your body is totally signaling what you need. And so the feedback that your body gives you physically of by the end of the day, if you watch Netflix all afternoon and done nothing and you feel gross and you feel sluggish and you just want to go to bed, that's your body saying, Nope, that was not energizing in any way or, or helpful versus it is a rest day where you take a nap and maybe you do watch Netflix for an hour and then you can get up and you're energized. Like that is something that is needed. And the feedback that your body is giving you is actually positive. So I I loved that illustration. Cause I was like, Oh yes, that's that intuitive awareness of your body speaking. It go ahead, Michelle. Me. I know oh, what you oh. want to say. <laughs> yeah, Go ahead, girl. I know. Well, and, uh, this perfect that you said that about awareness, because there again, if we are not 
sitting with ourselves and being aware of what our body needs, how in the world are we going to even know mm-hmm. whether it, it is, is a, a form of pleasure or it gives us focus and energy, things like that. It's just really knowing, okay, well, I need to, to learn. And, you know, there might be a lot of people listening that like this whole awareness thing. Cause I mean, I, I drank on a regular basis every night. I didn't know what my body was saying or my thoughts and my feelings. So, you know, I was just like chilling out, relaxing is what I thought, you know, cause that's what I believed at the time. Um, so this, the reason why I'm super passionate about this is because I went so long in reaction mode and just doing tasks and doing things that I thought that that was, and sometimes I really had good seasons of like, oh, wow, I worked out and I was really proud of myself, but I never really took the time to just ask my body what it needed. Mm. Now that I do that, like I truly enjoy movement now. Like I enjoy walks. So yes, I commit to the 30 days per 30 minutes per day because I love to get outside and walk. And sometimes that's just great. And then there's other times like when I'm feeling more fueled, I call it um, fueled versus depleted. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I choose things that fuel me and mm-hmm. there are things in life that naturally deplete us and that's just normal. But when we know what fuels us, we can create like a, an integration of that. You know, mm-hmm. if we know that we're going into a, a part of our day that like, wow, this part of my day is very draining. This is when, you know, I'm having to to transition from work to dinner and the kids are arguing and fighting and I just know it, then you better bet you better have something where you can stack some energy before and stack some energy after whether I'm not necessarily energy, meaning like movement, but like something to like refuel your spirit once you've transitioned. So maybe you have some kind of ritual at night that you do, but I think that's the main thing is just knowing what your body needs and exploring. I said that on your live this morning, like that was the biggest thing for me was just trying things. Yeah. If I tried it and I didn't like it, well, okay. I didn't like it, but Mm -hmm. then I'll try something and go, Oh, that's kind of cool. That's fun. I'm going to try that again. I felt good. And really when you're done with the movement, when you're finished and you've, you've made a commitment, you followed through with a commitment, you moved your body then stopping there too and, and asking yourself, okay, what am I feeling right now? Like yeah. I feel, I feel like focused and like my skin is warm and uh, my eyes are clear and my heart's like beating. I can feel it in my chest. You know, I have energy. I'm so proud of myself. Like hold on to that. Mm-hmm. So then you'll do it again. Yeah. That's really good. And so important too. I love that you even said to ask yourself at the end, what, what was that like for yourself? Like, did that fill you or did it deplete you? And that's, um, I think so important in so many women, including my own, I would say in the, in the past, I really did not do that well, um, as a young mom, because it was movement was punishment. Like, oh, I will work out real hard because I ate whatever I wanted yesterday or, um, you know, it was, it was not something joyful in the sense of, um, 
self-care and, or feeding my heart, or it was just something I did purely out of discipline, um, because I was supposed to as a trainer or, um, yeah, I just, I love that distinction and it's so freeing too. I think for so many women to be like, Oh, I don't have to like kick it hardcore for, you know, 30 minutes a day and, um, punish myself for how I look or, I mean, that's such a different mindset completely of what do I actually enjoy doing? Do I like walking and having my kids bike alongside with me? Is that enjoyable or would I rather walk by myself or (laughs) right? No. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I mean, it could be whatever. I mean, like this morning I said, um, it could be going to the playground. Like if you can't find a sitter and you're still in that stage of life, it could be going to the playground and, and you playing tag with your kids. And, or I know a friend of mine who loves to, um, work out wherever, like she parks her car as far away as possible, wherever she needs to go. And she'll walk for like blocks to, to the store or something, just so she can have the long journey back to her car or the long journey to the store, or she works out the most random places like, um, while she's waiting in the car line, but that brings her joy. That would totally not bring me joy to do a workout in the middle of car line or while you're waiting for your kid's school bell to ring. So, um, there's just so many endless options of movement. And like we talked about with dancing and, um, the other day I actually put in headphones and cleaned my house while my kids were still here because it's summer. Like we've said, it's summertime and we're never alone. So I put in those headphones and put in some sweet 2000 music and I like danced while I was cleaning and it was so freeing and it brought me so much joy. And I, I was even texting my daughter who's 14 and I was like, you have to listen to this playlist. It is so good. <laughs> she was like, mom, I already know like half these songs. So, um, that's but- the best idea of the whole night is to put on <laughs> music from the two thousands and dance while you're cleaning. To that. It was so good. <laughs> yes. It fed something deep in my spirit for sure. So what so. is, what is your why? I think that's important too. Like, why do you even want to, to move on a regular basis? Yes, that's good. Yeah, absolutely. The why is, is definitely foundational for everyone for sure. Yeah. I think, I think too, that intentional rest is a piece of everything that we're talking about tonight. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's a piece of all of it. Sabbath, taking a Sabbath. And again, I think some of us women (laughs) who struggle with slowing down Mm -hmm. Sabbath is hard and we're called to take a Sabbath. We are Mm -hmm. called to take a day of rest. And it's really interesting over here because I find that Sunday afternoons when we come home from church and I don't, honestly, I don't think that it even has to be Sunday afternoon. I really don't. I, we can argue theology in the day of the week and whatever, whatever, take a day of rest. Okay. But so Sunday afternoon over here, I find that I'm like, sleepy sometimes. And it's almost like the Lord is like, Kate, slow down, slow Mm -hmm. down. Literally. It almost feels like a spiritual thing. Like he's like, sit down, slow down. This is your day of rest. (laughs) And then it feels so good when I do, you know, when I obey that 
calling that we're supposed to take that Sabbath, take that day of rest. And I think it also is incorporated, you know, in your movement, you do sometimes, and I don't know what your kind of regimen is on this or how many days you recommend or whatever, but I know that rest is a piece of it at at some points. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Rest is absolutely needed. I love, um, if you've ever heard Graham cook, he's like one of my favorite, um, speaker authors, and he talks about rest is our weapon. And, um, there's such a beautiful, um, piece in that of like, oh, if I even not even just, if you think of Sabbath, um, like we get to carry that around every day of like, we're coming from a place of rest and that, um, is a game changer for, it was a game changer for me of like, whoa, I don't have to strive for health. I don't have to strive for business. I don't have to strive for ministry. I actually can rest in, in a, like, because Holy spirit is in me, he is the Sabbath in me. And, and yes, it looks like most of the time on a Sunday, um, for me as well of like, Oh, and I'm tired. <laughs> I want to go. Yeah. Take a nap. Yeah. Um, yeah. So well, but Michelle, I- you had asked something right before mm-hmm. that. Yeah. And I was just going to say, I consider, um, rest just another form of what does that look like for you? Like, it doesn't have to be a sleepy nap. You mm-hmm. know, I schedule Friday nights are family night. Like I schedule mom sitting on her booty downstairs <laughs> with the kids watching a movie. Mm-hmm. That's not natural for me. I love what I do. I I spend hours doing what I do because I'm passionate and I know that I'm called to serve. So for me, I'm the one that can get kind of wrapped up in the, the go, go, go and not wanting to slow down. Um, so I just have learned that that's an intentional scheduling. So sometimes it's those of us who just, like you said, Katie, like have to really be intentional with a certain day. So yes, I have other blocks of time, but I just know that like, my calendar stays non-committed on Fridays because I know that's my kid time. So that's good. But yes, what my question was, I'm just curious because I think maybe your listeners would want to know too, like, what is your why? Like, what is your why for movement? And maybe we can kind of just all share if that's something. Yeah. Um, my why is I want, I really saw a big dip in my energy and I am an energetic person typically. Um, and it was a big wake up call for me this spring to see my energy very low. And, um, like even my, I have twins that are in competitive soccer. And so they move all the time (laughs) and they're always in the backyard playing soccer. And, um, they just have like, because of the last season, um, there were times when they would ask me to play and I'd be like, I can't, I really can't. (laughs) And, and for me, that was devastating because they have known me to be active with them. And then this spring just kind of tanking in my health. And, um, and I know there were many number of facts, uh, factors in there, but Um, that was like my huge wake up call of like, I really 
have to be kind to myself and continue to move. Otherwise it's just going down this really slippery slope, um, for the love of enjoying life with my children while they're young and have so much energy. Um, and that, that's a big portion of my why is just enjoying life with them. And, um, and having an example, like my parents are very much active and my dad was a big marathon runner. And those are some of my greatest memories is doing activities with them, like running with him or, um, you know, going on long hikes with him. And so that would be my why is really just having the energy and the capacity to spend time with my kiddos and what they love to do. I think that's really relatable to a lot of moms out there. I mean, we all want to, we want to live life well, and we want to be able to run and play with our kids. And, you know, life is so short. The Bible says it's but a vapor. And we've got this one shot here, this, this one little dash, right? Between the year that we're born and the year that, that we're done here on this earth. And we want to live and love well. We want to serve well. We want to be able to live out our calling and our purpose well. And in order to do any of those things, we've got to be healthy. So it, it has to be a priority. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Well, I just know how much I have um, experienced being proud of myself, mm. how it's really boosted my. Uh, emotional health when I move. And not only that, just the, the level of keeping the commitment to myself when I say I'm going to do it to do it, mm. but do it with fun. But I think it too is just so that I can continue there again, be an example for my children mm-hmm. and moving and just understanding that if I'm going to serve and love and be a light for other women. And we're talking about wellness. We're talking about mind, body, and spirit. Mm -hmm. And I just don't feel like I could show up as authentic with not making sure that that movement is involved. So it's just, it's kind of deep. It's kind of for me on the, like, I love how I feel and I'm proud of myself. And I love to feel like my muscles because when I'm moving and challenging myself, I love the way it feels in my body, mm-hmm. but it, it's also deeper. Like I just want to be the, the strongest spiritually and emotionally and physically I can be. Yeah. Yeah. Amen. Absolutely. Yeah. Cause that brings that integrated mind, body, and spirit and into play. So, oh man. Ladies, this was such a good conversation and, um, I hope and pray that there is a mom out there that needed encouragement and withness and, um, yeah, just something helpful from this conversation. Cause I know you two ladies bring so much wisdom to the table. And, um, so I appreciate you guys coming on my page this week and, talking about self-care in the summertime and all the various things that we talked about, about awareness of our bodies and um, awareness of ourselves. So thank you so much for joining us today. 
We feel the same about you, Kristen. Ladies, go out there and do something to get your big old bucket filled. That's right. (laughs) Amen. Amen. Thanks for listening to Holistic Hearts. As always, leave a review and don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. And if you'd like to find out more about my mom and all the things she is writing about, go to www.kristenfieldschadwick.com.